0: Welcome back to The Daily Poem. I'm David Kern, and today is July 1st, 2020. We're on to a new month, and that means that it is finally time to to read a poem that I've been waiting for the last month to read. It's by Walt Whitman. It's called A July Afternoon by the Pond. Whitman, of course, was an American poet who lived from 1819 to 1892. He was a poet, an essayist, and a journalist, and is particularly famous for his collection Leaves of Grass. And of course, you probably know him best for his poems, "O Captain, My Captain, and Maybe When Lilacs Last in the Dooryard Bloomed. But as I said, today's poem is A July Afternoon by the Pond, and it being July 1st, I can finally read this poem with you and not feel like I'm cheating. So here it is. The fervent heat, but so much more endurable in this pure air. The white and pink pond blossoms with great heart-shaped leaves. The glassy waters of the creek, the banks with dense bushery, and the picturesque beaches and shade and turf. The tremulous reedy call of some bird from recesses, breaking the warm, indolent, half-voluptuous silence. An occasional wasp, hornet, honeybee, or bumble, They hover near my hands or face, yet annoy me not, nor I them, as they appear to examine, find nothing, and away they go. The vast space of the sky overhead so clear, and the buzzard up there sailing his slow whirl in majestic spirals and disks. Just over the surface of the pond, two large slate-colored dragonflies, with wings of lace circling and darting and occasionally balancing themselves quite still, their wings quivering all the time. Are they not showing off for my amusement? The pond itself, with the sword-shaped calamus, the water snakes, occasionally a flitting blackbird with red dabs on his shoulders as he he darts slantingly by, the sounds that bring out the solitude, warmth, light, and shade, the quack of some pond duck, "'The crickets and grasshoppers are mute in the noon heat, "'but I hear the song of the first cicadas. "'Then at some distance the rattle and whir of a reaping machine "'as the horse draws it on at a rapid walk "'through a rye field on the opposite side of the creek. "'What was the yellow or light-brown bird, "'large as a young hen with short neck and long stretched legs I just saw "'in flapping an awkward flight over there through the trees?' the prevailing delicate yet palpable spicy grassy clovery perfume to my nostrils and over all encircling all to my sight and soul the free space of the sky transparent and blue and hovering there in the west and hovering there in the west a mass of white gray fleecy clouds the sailors call shoals of mackerel the sky with silver swirls like locks of tossed hair spreading expanding a vast voiceless formless simulacrum yet maybe the most real reality and formulator of everything who knows that's a little bit long so i'll keep my comments uh, to a minimum but i wanted to point out a couple things that i really like what we're essentially getting in this poem is a list of things that the poet sees while you know resting he's resting in the heat of the day and yet despite this list of things this is this is not a list of the ships in the iliad right this description of things is among the most um enlivened and interesting nature writing probably ever ever done and at least certainly in in poetry and certainly in american poetry i think Um, whitman could could just give us a list of things and yet he's telling a story you know there's a narrative that's progressing here and it's a, a narrative of contemplation because as he's observing the poet's mind is going from one place to another the poet's mind is uh putting meaning into those observations and as he's doing that, he's he's creating, he's crafting a poem that then offers meaning to us in those observations. And every now and then he'll stop and he'll he'll notice something new. And that new observation will lead to a new meaning, some kind of new contemplation. It might be that uh, he gets distracted by the sounds of the, the rattle and whir of the reaping machine which the horses are drawing in the rye field nearby. But then if you look at the poem on the page, we get this parenthesis which lasts almost three and a half lines, where he says, What was the yellow or light brown bird, large as a young hen with short neck and long stretched legs I just saw, in flapping an awkward flight over there through the trees? So he's been, he's been distracted by the horses, but then as he's looking, he then gets distracted from that by something else, and he sees the poetry of that new thing that he's distracted by. And it all adds up to this narrative of contemplation, which is so interesting. And then in the end, that narrative of contemplation ends with the question, who knows? And I love that so much because it suggests that there's a mystery at the heart of all of this. And part of the observation is the contemplation of that mystery. And I think Whitman uh, really had a sense of how to explore and to explain and to give voice to that mystery, to that contemplation of the mystery. And I think that's why this poem is, is uh, worthwhile. So, uh, a poem for your, for your July um, contemplations of mystery, I suppose. Once more, here is Walt Whitman's A July Afternoon by the Pond. The fervent heat, but so much more endurable in this pure air. The white and pink pond blossoms with great heart-shaped leaves, the glassy waters of the creek, the banks with dense bushery, and the picturesque beaches and shade and turf, the tremulous reedy call of some bird from recesses, breaking the warm, indolent, half-voluptuous silence, an occasional wasp, hornet, honeybee, or bumble. They hover near my hands or face, yet annoy me not, nor I them, as they appear to examine, find nothing, and away they go the vast space of the sky overhead so clear, and the buzzard up there sailing his slow whirl in majestic spirals and discs. Just over the surface of the pond, two large slate-colored dragonflies with wings of lace circling and darting and occasionally balancing themselves quite still, their wings quivering all the time. Are they not showing off for my amusement? The pond itself... With the sword-shaped calamus the water snakes occasionally a flitting blackbird with red dabs on his shoulders as he darts slantingly by the sounds that bring out the solitude warmth light and shade the quack of some pond duck the crickets and grasshoppers are mute in the noon heat but i hear the song of the first cicadas then at some distance the rattle and whir of a reaping machine as the horses are drawn on a rapid walk through a rye field on the opposite side of the creek what was the yellow or light brown bird large as a young hen with short neck and long stretched legs i just saw in flapping an awkward flight over there through the trees the prevailing delicate yet palpable spicy grassy clovery perfume to my nostrils and overall encircling all to my sight and soul the free space of the sky Transparent and blue, and hovering there in the west, a mass of white, gray, fleecy clouds the sailors call shoals of mackerel. The sky with silver swirls like locks of tossed hair, spreading, expanding, a vast, voiceless, formless simulacrum. Yet, maybe the most real reality and formulator of everything. Who knows? This has been the Danny poem. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.